Welcome to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show. In this episode, Keevan Collier, from NLDR to his kids' smooth collective clothing line. It all began with a fishing pole, but it wasn't just about catching fish. It was about finding a way to cope with the struggles of HS. But he's turned those struggles into triumphs, harnessing them as motivation for those grappling with HS. It was a fateful day when his bros put a camera in his face. And from that moment on, their collaboration took off. Niggas on the river, never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. And they did just that. His passion for HS awareness led him to establish the HS Stand Up Foundation. He's now making a splash in the fishing world with his new crappie jigs and apparel, turning his passion into products that everyone can enjoy. He's not just sharing his love for the outdoors, he's sharing his love for life. So join us as we explore the extraordinary journey Keevan Collier, from a fishing enthusiast to a viral sensation, from hardship to healing, and from personal struggles to a source of inspiration. The Orange City Podcast Guy, let's go. So yes, sir, we back at it again, mate. Welcome to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network, build connections through interviews and discussions. This episode is brought to you by GNP Podcast Group. I'm your host, Thorn City Podcast Guy. Make sure you hit that like, share, and subscribe button at www.thorncitysyndicate.com. Get the new releases, bonus episodes, and updates. Today, I got a special guest in the spotlight, one of my big bros, Keevan. Collier, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good, bro. I'm just, I'm blessed and happy to be here. Man, I appreciate you coming through, man. So today we're gonna talk about how you found healing in the great outdoors. You know, um, got a story to share, man. You've been through some stuff, um, with the physical pain stuff, and the, you know the heights of the advocacy with with your outdoor passion. So, man. Tell me about your early experiences with outdoors and, you know, how that shaped your life and your interests. Man, I grew up in Santa Monica, California. Uh, we had the beach right there. We we walked to the beach. I mean, my high school uh, was um, two blocks away from the beach. So we just, we stayed at the beach, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something about being outdoors. My, my neighborhood, it had a lot of bad stuff going on in it. And I had brothers that was in the neighborhood, the city next to mine, uh, Venice. I'm from Santa Monica. They they from Venice. In between them two cities, bro, you had a lot of bad stuff going on. So if it wasn't sports uh, with my dad and my uncle and my family keeping us out of trouble with that, I was at the water, bro. Mm. Something about having that fishing pole. (laughs) (laughs) It was something about having that fishing pole in my hand, bro, that, that it made me just Forget about everything, bro. I mean, you know, I I, I came up in a, a house with a lot of people, aunties and uncles and cousins, mm-hmm. all of us in one home. And it was love, but at the same time, it was a lot of trauma that I didn't know about. So mm-hmm. getting at the water was like my escape. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. Gotcha. Uh, so I felt free, bro, and it just stuck to me. Mm-hmm. Stuck to me. So now you're really doing it. Oh, my God. Man. Man, so you faced some a challenging journey with with HS. Can you explain to us what that is, and you know, walk kind of walk us through your diagnosis and how it impacted your life. You know, the craziest thing, man. Uh, we say HS for short, but it's called hydrodenitis super. I was gonna say, how do you say it? Hydrodenitis superativa. Hydrodenitis super superativa. Superativa. Hy- hydrodenitis superativa. Yeah, and the only gotcha. way you gonna say it is if you keep gotta keep saying it. <laughs> HS is good. For all. The doctor said HS. Yeah. 
But man, years ago, bro, a lot of people to, they d get diagnosed with this inflammatory uh, condition. This is it's a condition that attacks the hot parts of our bodies, mm. inside your ears. The a lot of women women get them under their breasts and under yeah. their underarms and in the mm. groins. I found out so far that it'll go anywhere on your body. Mm. Um, it just popped out one day, bro. I had a bump. And uh, I went to the doctor and I was like, man, what is this? At first I was embarrassed, you know, like, man, I ain't going to the doctor. Thought you might have had something. Man, it's down, <laughs> down here next to my I'm like, wait a second, man, you know. Um, and it took me, a, it took a while, bro, to actually go uh, to the doctor and ask him, what is this? Mm -hmm. And a, one doctor said, oh, what's this? And then I, I went to another doctor and they said it this. And, and I mean, it just kept happening and happening. Finally, man, I went to this lady and she told me that it was called hydrodenitis supertibia. Mm. So I started looking into it and from be, being uh, di being misdiagnosed with all of these other conditions that they were telling me, when I finally found out what it was, bro, it just like triggered inside my brain to start raising awareness for mm. it. Um, a lot of people with this condition, they afraid, they embarrassed, you know, mm. so it, it, they don't want to tell nobody who, who, who won't come out and say, hey, man, I got this big old bump in my butt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't you keep that stuff. <laughs> but man, one thing that I found, man, is 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 it made me brave to start speaking about it. Mm. And when I start speaking more and more about it, I actually start feeling healthier. Mm. You know, I start learning from people that had the same condition, and uh, it just triggered me to keep raising awareness. So even to this day, I have people in my inbox and people that I've have stayed in touch with over the years. And we share different things because I'm not, not, not no doctor. I know it works for me. Mm -hmm. I, I share, they share certain uh, remedies and, you know, we go back and forth. Some of us ship different things to each yeah. other to try this topical. So mm -hmm. it's a big community, man, that hasn't been spoken um, that much about. It's the third most painful condition known to man, man. you know. I really heard of it. Yeah, yeah. You, we don't hear about things yeah. until it happens yeah. to us. Yeah. <laughs> or we know somebody. Yeah, and sound like everybody. Yeah. It's different for everybody. Exactly. It's just mm -hmm. different for everybody. Yeah. So it involves, you have to do multiple surgeries. And um, along the way, you it seemed like you discovered the outdoors was a powerful outlet for pain management. Definitely, bro. Uh, after, I don't know, I've had a total to this day of 31 surgeries for this uh, condition. And that's putting me to sleep, going in the operating room, getting cut up, waking me up. I've had over 85. I stopped mm. counting uh, INDs, and that's when they go take, when I go to the doctor and I'm awake, mm -hmm. and he's sticking me in the ear with the needle or wherever the spot is, mm. and cutting some stuff out, you know, cutting me open. So after doing that, bro, and, and, and they kept giving me all these pain meds. I mean, it was opiates and opiates and opiates. And after a while, bro, I started you know, kind of having a whole lot of mental problems. Uh, uh, was getting angry and getting emotional and, you know, from these opiates. Mm. And I slowly stopped taking them, man. And uh, at one point I had a doctor that was giving me 50, 30 milligram oxycodones. Oh, and okay. I sit back and I look at that now and I'm like, who gives a patient 50, yeah, uh, 30 milligrams yeah. oxycodones to take, bro. So I thought they was trying to kill me, man. Um, so I started going back in the outdoors and mm -hmm. I noticed that the more I was in the outdoors, it didn't even have to be fishing, mm -hmm. just walking, mm -hmm. uh, 
nature walks, hikes, sitting by the water, it made me feel good. So you mm. put a fishing pole in my hand with that, yeah. it's a wrap. It's worth shotgun. So it's anything, everything outdoors with me, bro. Mm. That's just, it, it's, it's therapy, bro. I think everybody needs that. The nature. Yeah, nature is. Yes. People live off the nature. They say the medicines that the people has given us, you can find it somewhere out there. It's growing. It's just growing. You just got to know where to know what to look for. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. A lot of it had to do with just air. Mm. A lot of mm. people don't even get out and, and smell the fresh air. Fresh air. Just go smell some fresh air. And Oregon got good air too. Oh you go down south and you come back and you be like, ooh, or LA somewhere where it's bad. Yeah, you could tell the difference. Seemed like the air just stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're involved in several projects. You got the Crappy Life and ODR, the Smooth Collective. Um, Tell me about a little on some of those ventures. Uh, Smooth Collective is my kids. Okay. Uh, yeah, you got the early entrepreneurs. You get them started early. My kids, every through the whole entire journey, my kids, they they come mm-hmm. up with these things that they want to do. They want to do. We buy the machines <laughs> and they just go. One thing I'm loving about my kids is that they actually do it. They actually they do put it. Putting the mm-hmm. time in. Uh, Smooth Co- Smooth Collective is a clothing lot. Okay. They make their own clothes, and, and tell you. I mean, they got embroidery machines. They got the heat presses, the hats, everything, the top, the bottom. Got these mm-hmm. guys got it right here, local. And I love them, of course, because they my kids and whatever. But any kids like them that I see and that's out there mm-hmm. pressing and then just keep going, because you already know, entre- being an entrepreneur is very hard. Oh, it's tough. And they work yeah. at regular jobs, mm-hmm. taking their time and going and putting they, uh, putting that work in. So that's what it takes. Collective, uh, everything. I, I mean, they made this. Everything I wear, my mm-hmm. kids make. Yeah, yeah, we keep it right there in house, and I mean they they're gonna be one of those brands that's gonna it's just gonna pop out one day, and everybody mm-hmm. gonna think it was, yeah, just like that. So you got the personal designers and stylists over there. Everything we in house, everything. <laughs> if I need a logo, I got kids that's artists. If I need a shirt made, hat made, anything, mm-hmm. they gonna look at me crazy. I'm gotcha. gonna top. The yeah, hold on, pops. <laughs> no, <Nah>, fam. <laughs> Collect. Man, N O D R, man. Um, uh, my brother, me, my, me and my brother Deshaun Barry. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna talk about him in a second too. <laughs> but when we when we were growing up in Santa Monica, he was one of those kids that was going fishing with me, mm-hmm. tagging right there. I mean, I've kicked him back a whole lot of times because he is my little brother. Little brother. <laughs> he can't go, bro. He can't go. <laughs> when it came down to fishing, bro was right there, and mm-hmm. we always watch shows coming up, man. Of uh, these fishing shows mm. and we had a dream like man one day we're gonna be you know big no, on fishing show yeah and we did it our dream at that time it was it capped out to we gonna write a letter to BET mm. right remember BET was back then <laughs> everybody know how BET was back then uh so we always wanted this show man and um I had this other brother Westbred Diamond who was locked up at the time uh down in LA he came up here in Portland and we was filming his music videos and I was on the boat with him one day and he threw the camera in my face yeah. and we just went into just talking. He interviewed me basically yeah. and uh, he told me say it again and I was like say what again? He was like but say it this time and I was like what? He said say niggas on the river. <laughs> me and my brother Deshaun came up with Bangler Stevie. So it was either Bangler Stevie or niggas on the river. So we went with niggas on the river, but it stood for something. Never ignorant getting goals accomplished. Mm-hmm. And we still pressing the line, bro. We don't, we're not your average influencer that's going to be on YouTube all the time. When me and my brother feel like we want to go film an episode and we on the boat, mm-hmm. it's not planned. We just got the cameras and we just, just got the cameras and roller. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh uh, yeah. That's tight, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break here. 
I'm going to get a message from our sponsor, GMP Podcast Group, to production team. This lovely studio we in. We come back, we're going to talk about the HS Stand Up Foundation and the HS Awareness Documentary. Discover GMP Podcast Group Studios, located at 2406 East Burnside Street in Portland, Oregon, offering a range of podcasting packages to suit your needs, starting at just $49 per hour for your basic setup, featuring a Rodecaster Pro audio console and SM7B microphones, as well as options complete with camera operator and audio engineer expertise. Elevate your podcasting with multi-camera recording, plus we capture behind-the-scenes shots within the studio. Visit us at www.gmppodcastgroup.com and let GMP Podcast Studios be where your podcasting journey begins. Welcome back to the Spotlight Show. I'm your host, Thorn City Podcast Guy. Got my guy, Croppy, in the building. Man, I appreciate you coming through, man. It's, it's the Spotlight Show. And I started this, like I said, to help me network. It's it's about networking and the power of, power of networking and forming strategic alliances. Mm-hmm. And so kind of helps me come out of my shell a little bit, get in front of the mic and the camera which I didn't want to do, but from the feedback I'm getting, I've seen, they tell me I'm pretty good at it, so I'm I'm going to keep running with it and, you know, see what happens. Bro, you doing your thing, bro. Like, I don't care what nobody, hey, I'm like, <laughs> ain't nobody going to say nothing bad, first of yeah. all, bro. Like, I didn't, I didn't watch the few podcasts mm-hmm. before, bro, and, you know, I watched yours. I said, you know what? This is him. Yeah, this, <laughs> this you on all, yeah. all that all radio yeah. podcast. I was like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy you found what what was working for you, bro. Yep, this is it. And it was timing's everything they say, and it was the right time for me to do it. Um, I got to sit back and help other people start their podcasts and try and tell them you should do it this way, you should do it that way. Some people listen, some people don't. But I listen to myself, so I'm doing it the way I've been trying to tell everybody to do it, and so kind of give them a a template when they watch my show and see, okay, we should probably structure it like this, and you know. So yeah, that's where we at, man. It's the spotlight show. I'm loving it. Yeah, this is the spotlight building. Hope for real. <laughs> we ain't just in this little group, y'all. Let me tell you, first of all, outside there, you need to take us out there. Look if y'all I mean, this is the spotlight building. Yeah, yeah, sir. I love it. All right, I appreciate it, man. We put a lot of hard work in here. Uh, what they call it, sweat equity. Man, we got uh, billions of dollars of worth of sweat equity going on around yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> it shows. Oh, man. But yeah, tell me about the HS Stand Up Foundation. Man, um, you know, like I said, I was raising awareness and um, I was doing it the wrong way, man. Um, I had a lot of my surgeries up at OHSU, um, the Health Science University up here. And what I was doing is I was making these big old signs and just putting them up on a uh, <laughs> building and they was kicking me out, bro. And they was like, you got to leave the property, woo, 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 right? So a doctor heard of it, one of my doctors, he it was actually a surgeon. He heard, he was like, listen, you're doing it the wrong way. Mm. They know that you're coming. They taking your signs down. They didn't even stand up on them. Um, and, and he took me off of a corner, bro. I used to go out there and just stand up. I found out, okay, I'm legal here. Let me stand up and tell these people what HS is about. And I got so many pictures from a long time ago holding up these signs, bro. Mm. 
Um, but he told me, yeah, you got to get a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? You know, he was like, you got to do it like this. And he kind of like showed me a little bit, you know. Gave me some game. Right. Yeah. This how you do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was never into it uh, for the money at all. You know, the, a lot of nonprofits get a lot of money, bro. I ain't never had no money mm. uh, given to me or anything like that. It's just been strictly for the people of raising awareness. Uh, my foundation is just, I mean, that's all it is. It's just helping people. Never really went out there and done the the big uh, foundation things. I've had a couple of foundation concerts here mm-hmm. locally in the city with bands come out and they pass them on, you know, a little box around and done mm-hmm. money, but we give it right back to the people that need it. Mm-hmm. And it led me into uh, doing a movie called Crappie Killer the Movie. Mm-hmm. And basically what that movie was, was, Showing people that, hey, this guy that y'all like so much that's fishing and, mm-hmm. and entertaining, he actually deal with something. We got a real story to tell. Right. So mm-hmm. we wanted to show him, man. I, I, I asked the, the uh, one of the executives at that time, hey, you know, I want to show these pictures of my scars. Mm-hmm. It was a thing. They didn't want me to show them. Um, but we, we, we showed as much as we possibly could uh, teaching and keeping it entertained at the same time because people don't want to hear these days. We're not in the... The we are the world era anymore. This is not Michael Jackson and people passing out. It's 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 changed now. So you got to keep things a little bit entertaining, uh, in order for people to you know want to know what you be interested in what you have. You know, so I'm not no uh, Kevin Durant, uh, uh, LeBron. Now LeBron come out LeBron and say I got HS. The world finna know about yeah. some HS. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 my duty, and I feel like it's everybody's duty at one point. If you have anything that you're going to, uh, going through mentally, uh, physically, it's it's your duty to speak to other people uh, and and give them the game that you've learned, so that you can so they can start living a better quality life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm here for, bro. Yeah. So what does that what made you start do the documentary? Uh, you know, they actually approached me about doing. Just crappie killer. Mm. You know, they just wanted it to be crappie killer. killer. (laughs) You know, at that time I had a management, uh, the company that was managing me, and they were trying to give me a TV show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll say, you know, I don't want it to be like that. I want them to know who I really am. Because when you get behind these cameras and and these production studios and these teams and and these people that's investing money in you, Mm -hmm. they want to take the creative control away from you. Yes, they do. And and make you look like something they want. So Mm -hmm. I refused. Uh, by, I refused the way that they wanted to do it by mm-hmm. owning my own movie. I said, all right, this is the way y'all want to do it. Y'all was going to do it like this. We're going to pay for my own movie, and we're going to do it like this. Do it how we want. So, yeah, yeah, I wanted people to know about it, man. And, um, you know, like I said, some scenes got deleted or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think people uh, get the picture a little bit of what I go through. A mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Then something some, 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 some happened with uh, Amazon. Uh, we'll see. That goes back to the management. Yeah, I was at the management. <laughs> it goes back to the management thing, bro. You know, I, I look back, I looked at my movie, man. You know, I, I respect everybody in the game that I learned from. Mm. Everybody that I worked with at those times were, you know, at they, that phase in their life. Everybody, you know, we all out for ourselves in some type of way, which mm. we're supposed to be. But when it comes down to this entertainment stuff, man, it is a different beast. A different I mean, beast, yeah. I get approached by so many different uh, companies about filming this and being a top, you know, being on shows or whatever, yeah. bro. And I turn them down because I know I know exactly what's going to happen. They trying to do. <laughs> the movie was on Amazon Prime. It's actually going to be 
back on Amazon for the backup. And, uh, and, and so many other different platforms. But what I'm doing now is I'm actually adding something to my movie. And it's going to be me sitting, and I'm going to tell you, it's going to be me sitting in a room talking about my movie, talking mm -hmm. like, you know, just that sit down part, that interview that was missing from my movie. Mm -hmm. They can get it, man. So, I mean, it's, we're going to put it back out there, but I want it to be more informative for the people. Yeah. So during the filming process of the documentary, were there any particularly memorable or impactful moments or stories? You know what, bro? Uh, my, my partner, Slink Johnson, bro, uh, Black Jeep. I'm black Jesus. <laughs> up, man. Shout out to that guy, man. He worked, man, this dude works so hard and he does so much that people don't even know. Mm -hmm. I've been friends with him, man, Matt, him through NODR. He came out and did a, a, a episode with us and we just stayed tight, man. Um, I had him come up and do the voiceover and he came and brought his Jesus, mm -hmm. bro. And one of the funniest things of that movie, bro, is on MLK over at Keys Loaded Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I ain't never seen this many people. Stop in the car. They seem like Jesus. Look, shout out to you, Slink. He took, he took like half. He made us late for our next shoot because there was so much going on, man. So that was like one of the most memorable. And then when we shot our video, I was able to uh, have my son, Zay Parr. That's what he mm -hmm. called himself. Isaiah is his name. Uh, I was able to have him and a friend of mine sleep from uh, Old Dominion shoot a video called Crappy Killer. Crappy Killer. Yeah, it was tight. Actually got in the studio, <laughs> made the song. Yeah, it was tight. There. Yeah, that was my first little, uh, you know, cameo. I was like, okay, this is cool. So, yeah, just because my son was on the boat with me and he made the song and uh, my cousin, it was all a family thing, man. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was probably one of the most memorable parts too. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah, yeah, that's real tight. Um, we're gonna take one more break here. We got another sponsor, Thorn City Syndicate, the management team. If you're listening to this episode, you ain't checked out episode one. Go check it out. You get the backstory of how it all started with me. But when we come back, we're gonna talk about your giving back to the outdoor community and how you became a viral sensation. Introducing Thorn City Syndicate Management. Your solution for brand management, social media promotions, digital content distribution, and podcast production. From shaping engaging content that resonates with your audience to amplifying your brand's reach through podcasting. We're your partners in driving success. We offer free strategy sessions and leverage our recording studio and personalized strategies to establish an online presence. Your brand's journey to the top starts with Thorn City Syndicate Management, where innovation meets results. Contact us now at www.thorncitysyndicate.com to embark on the future path of transforming your brand's future. Welcome back to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show. We got my brick bow in the building, man. It's a long time coming, but we finally made it happen. Yes. So, yeah, I appreciate you coming through again. But they say from fishing enthusiast to viral sensation, um, fishing is a significant part of your life. What led to the creation of the viral fishing comedy YouTube series? And tell me how that how that started and came about. I was out there filming one day. My brother did a uh, song with Scarface, the rapper. It's called Lead by Example. I'm so mad that song ain't out. That's what needs to go. Back. It ain't out? Man. I mean, I, I'll send it to you. Yeah, bro. I was okay. talking to Scarface people about, man, this, we need to put this out. Yeah. Not for no viral 
It's a teacher's it's a song. song. Yeah, yeah. But my brother, he, you know, coming from L.A., he, ain't, you know, it ain't eagles just flying around in L.A. <laughs> so he's like, I want some eagles in my uh, video. I say eagles. <laughs> All right, I'll take you where the eagles are, but we bringing the fishing poles. there. they out there by the water. That's where they at. Yeah. So man, this day, bro, we out there trying to find the eagles, and I finally seen them. And normally they sitting in the trees. They ain't flying anywhere. And that man, this day they flying away. Every time we got up, he getting focused on. He can't get it. So I said, bro, I'm tired of doing this. Let's fish. And that's how we went into it, man. We went straight into the camera on me now. We've been having a camera on him this whole time. <laughs> rapping. The whole time rapping, rapping. And he just flipped it and was like, mm. let me see. And uh, he always had a background. He has a background of uh, filming different things. He mm. put a couple of little projects together before. So he just put the camera on me, man. And it just went, it just went, bro. And he went home, didn't know too much about editing. Mm-hmm. put the little thing together, put it out on YouTube. Next day, it was like 10,000 views. I was like, dang, 10,000 people watched that? And bro, by like three, four days, five days in, man, it, it got to a million views, bro, wow. and kept climbing. And when I say like, it just kept climbing, bro, and everything mm-hmm. that you can think of that's approaching me, here I am, just this regular fishing. <laughs> I got all these companies approaching me, People putting us on private jets, flying us down. The first person that flew us out was Oprah. Mm. She flies us down to a company. Oprah? Oprah. A company. Mm. They were trying to put us out on Oprah's station. Uh, uh, Harpo? That one right there. Yeah. She had this company called Banajay. Mm. They flies us. These Oprah people, they mm-hmm. flies us down. We sitting at this long table, bro, me, my brothers, and uh, me and my, both my brothers, and we just sitting here looking at each other. This long table with all these rich people mm. and the stuff that they done did and put together. And we knew instantly right then and there that we had something. Absolutely. But we also learned something, too. They wanted to make us a mom and pops uh, uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. And they wanted my mom to lie and say that she oh. was this brother's mom. <laughs> Bro, they wanted to make us fake. Look, don't believe all that TV stuff. <laughs> hey, look, I'm giving it away, bro, because mm-hmm. it need to be. People need to know this. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually wanted to make us a fake show just to make this happen. Mm. And it didn't happen because we wasn't doing nothing fake. Bro. Yeah, you know? no, we got to keep it real. Yeah, yeah. and to this day, all of us deal with so much life and what we're doing on our regular day life, mm-hmm. man. Like I said, when we get on the boat and if the camera's there and we having fun, we turn it on, it ain't us faking and we just having fun. So mm. the inconsistence of us going out and making episodes is because we live in our regular day life and we doing things in the community. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. That's, you know, that stick more than us just getting some viral views, you know? Yeah. Yep. So you you done some stuff with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife? Yes. yes. What you guys doing out there? Man, uh, we've been working with them for a while. We sat down and they approached us just like, you know, a lot of these people. Shout out to Rhonda Shelby, man. She put us on the news. She did a special on us and she opened the gates for every. She made it okay for everybody to approach us. <laughs> Shout out to you, Rhonda. Mm. But uh, OD- ODFW approached us, man, and uh, they wanted to try to get more black people into fishing. Mm. And they asked us, what we, what can we, we do? And uh, my brother has an organization right now called the Good Hook Foundation. And we all sat down and we created that together. We had the biggest turnout that Blue Lake, the, they said the state, but mm. we only here in Portland. Yeah. They said uh, we had the biggest turnout that for families with kids coming out. We had over 800 and something people show up yeah. for fishing. Right. The episode is on NODR. You can go watch that on uh, NODR YouTube. But mm. man, we just do projects like that with them, uh, Stop Fish. To this day, my brother is still working with them, and they come out and bring different things, uh, the trailer with different information for fishing, and, you know, 
I'm trying to work more with them and get some catfish in the lake. <laughs> lake. That's what we, we may look, bro. We're trying to get catfish stocked in the lakes out mm. here, you know, because I know a lot of black people don't eat trout. You know? Yeah. And I told him, if you want love. black people to eat the catfish, you might want to put a cat or two in this lake. So, yeah, and they've been good to us, but yeah, I, I, we we want to work with everybody in the state, bro, that want to work with us. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's tight. So y'all got the kids out there on the river mm-hmm. fishing. That's tight. Yeah, I never got into fishing. I fished a couple times. What I don't like doing, I don't like standing on the bank fishing. I learned. I fished on the boat, and I was like, okay, this is a little better. We can, you know, fish here, move spots. Right. And then I don't like fucking with the worms. <laughs> bro, you come fishing with me. Bro. It's rare you go see me with worms. I actually yeah. had some worms on my boat yesterday because I said, if the crappies don't bite, I'm going to catch me some blue again. Mm. But nah, man, I don't use worms like that. I don't like touching them either because yeah. dirt all up on you. Man, they're all slimy. And, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's bait, though. All bait is bait. Yeah. 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 Tell me about your line. Man, the new thing is crappie life, man. It's been my dream to always have my own product. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting back and I'm watching all these guys, these basically these infomercial fishermen's on TV. They got all these brands Mm -hmm. on here. I say, you know what? I'm not going to be like them. Mm. You can't come sign me up with your product (laughs) right now. I do not want your, uh, yeah, you can sponsor and throw some things and help us along the way. But man, Mm -hmm. everything that I wanted to do in the outdoor industry has been ours. Like Mm -hmm. the kids making the shirts. Mm -hmm. The, the they logo on it. Mm-hmm. Us explaining who we are. I got some new crappie jigs, man. I actually had a guy in uh, Alabama who was giving up his company, and all he liked to do was make jigs. He didn't know mm-hmm. how to sell them. He just wanted to make more making hobby. So he approached me and said, "Hey, man, look, um, try some of these." I tried them. I said, "Bro, don't give up them jigs. Yeah, you give them to me." And we're going to work something now. So I actually made this dude pumped again, bro. So we made an a, a agreement to where I own half of the company now. Okay. So you, I, I own half of the company. Mm. You own half of My passion is this. Your passion is that. This. Yeah, we come and together. We came together. Man. That's how you and do it. Um, it's something that I've always been wanting is the right people to approach me mm-hmm. and to, to do something. And, and everything that I'm doing, this guy is doing as well as far as giving back in the community and has the exact same vision. So... Crappie life, you guys watch that. I'm telling you, I, not only am I going to have the best jigs, I'm going to have the best gear. Bro. <laughs> fishing gear is so plain. I'm going to have the best fishing gear that they had never, ever, ever even seen from fish. Not only fishing, outdoor, period, bro. Mm. We changing the swag. I'm going to be the first one with two chains and Kanye and all them wearing our fishing gear. <laughs> so right. Yes. When it's coming. Man, it's already out, bro. So, right now, okay. working on right now, crappie life is already out. We starting with the apparel, the mm-hmm. jigs. I told him we gotta be. Hey, I'm changing some things. Yeah, I'm a crappie fisherman. I'm not putting crappie killer's name on this unless this we getting it all the way right. <laughs> so we the men here <laughs> right. came together and we redesigning this jig, mm-hmm. and then we want the public to uh, help to help us name it. I want okay. people, you know, to help me name these jigs. Yeah. The jigs I'm hoping to be out. I can start selling them now because they that good. Mm-hmm. But we, I got to put my name on them. Yeah, so you got to have your name on them. You got to be so branded. It's got to be there, bro. So probably about another, I'm thinking like January, bro. Okay. It's going to be the actual tackle release. But right now, man, they can go to Crappie Life and mm-hmm. uh, and, and get the, uh, the the gear, definitely. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So in closing, how would you sum up your dedication to inspiring, supporting others, especially those who share your love for the outdoors? Man, I think it's going to take all of us, bro. Mm. Honestly, I think 
you know, a, 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 a lot of the organizations and a lot of the money that the government gives to these organizations out here is for kids, right? And that's beautiful. We want to help the kids. They easy. They they the easiest to train, right? They listen. But and what I'm learning, bro, is that if we don't get together as adults, like you said, you want to go fishing on the boat. I need to take you fishing and teach you what to do. So when you have your son, mm -hmm. you can show him what to do. Mm -hmm. Now, if I come get your son and take him fishing, he won't be looking for me to come take him fishing yeah. if you don't take him. <laughs> and that's what happens. We get a lot of people, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, if I had the space and 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 more uh, resources to take everybody, kids, but at mm -hmm. the same time, man, I wanted I want this fishing to 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 bond people together, mm -hmm. not just all these other races out there, but just families. We're talking about. Uh, everybody getting along with this race, that race, man. Let's start with family, yeah. like, cause families it don't even matter. Like, mm -hmm. we the same. Yeah. So you know how families is or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I think, bro. That we all need to do. That I, I can do my part, mm -hmm. but I think we all need to come together come and together do our part. Anyway, so we gonna have to do a, a Thorn City podcast guy, a crappie episode on the boat. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. And if you get a group of guys together, man, we also have a, uh, and it's not no foundation. I call it a group. Okay. And it's called Fishers of Men. And we take mm. it straight out the Bible. Four nine, follow, uh, Matthew 419, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm. So what we do is we take those same men that I was just talking about mm -hmm. and I try to get them together. It's not the same guys, but it's just we open up the boat sometime to say, hey, look, we having a, a fun day. Let's mm -hmm. go. And it's been on the boat that mm -hmm. I've been taking these guys and the fellowship has been crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. But I want to start doing it more with everything. Like you got the podcast mm -hmm. and we want to come follow you now and yeah. support you or whatever you have yeah. going on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, might be somebody in the crowd that need our support. You mm -hmm. know? So it's just about, I'm really, I'm really, really, really adamant about us men coming together and being more there for each other, for each other. because mm -hmm. that we the rock at yeah. the end of the day. And if mm -hmm. we don't do it, we gonna see a whole lot of bad stuff happen, bro. Yeah, yeah, man, this was good, man. So in this episode, we explored Crappie Killer's remarkable journey from battling HS to becoming an advocate for HS awareness and his love for the outdoors. Inspiring story, brother. Inspiring story, brother. Man, give back to the community, pass for fishing, man. It's all, all great stuff, man. I really. You know, I, I was I was a kid watching y'all, you know, <laughs> growing up. And so it was a trip. <laughs> you, know, the kids, you know, the kids, we always think just a couple yeah. of years before. Like, oh, yeah. You know, now we're older. It's yeah. like, hold on. Hey, <laughs> you know, proud of you, bro. Oh, right on, man. And, and everything. I, I, I didn't see you in the mud. With you seen the journey. I didn't seen the journey. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And, and I respect it for, for you mm -hmm. not giving up, man. It's so hard to stay consistent. And 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 deal with the downfalls and it's just regular life, like just regular, regular life. Yeah. But for you to keep going, bro, uh, you inspiring a lot of people. That's why when I walk up here, I seen all them faces on the wall. A whole lot of familiars yeah. too. Yeah, uh, you doing your thing, bro. So I'm proud of you, and I'm sure Portland and everybody else that's watching and listening mm -hmm. to this is majorly proud. You need to get your your apples and peaches there, yeah, right on, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you for sharing your stories and insights, man. Where can the people find you? Man, go to Crappie Killer. Instagram, I'm Keevan Collier Senior on Facebook. Start there. Just start there. I, I ain't going to give you too much because it's only honestly going to be a, a couple of things that y'all go follow anyway. Mm -hmm. It's normally the social media. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> it's the social media thing. It's right yeah. there at your hands. At Crappie Killer, Keevan Collier Senior. 
Nice. Like I always say, I encourage the listeners to explore their passions and embrace innovation and pursue your entrepreneurship in your own unique way. Just like me and my bro did, man. Thanks for joining us. Explore the power of networking and find inspiration by following me at Thorn City Podcast Guy for the updates, exclusive behind the scenes content, and to join the conversation today. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show as we continue to highlight individuals, businesses, brands, and podcasters. Thorn City Podcast Guy. Highlight your boy. Thorn City, baby. <laughs> this is my show, bro. You don't even understand. I know what's the feel up. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Know what we're next. Yeah. This is my show, by the way. Straight up, bro. Major, Appreciate major, it. major support. Yes, yeah, sir. Right on. Boy. What man? What power? I appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network and build connections, interviews, and discussions. Until next time, I like your boy, Thorn City Podcast Guy. I'm out. You remind me of a man.